Stoughton from my home to yours. Welcome to EMS at sea level. I'm joined by Dan from Nexar. Dan, um, before we get started on the question and dig into your friend Eddie, the Electronic Design and Delivery Index, let me get a quick introduction of yourself and the Nexar organization. Yeah, sounds good. Thanks for having me, Philip. Really appreciate it. Um, so I, uh, I, I have about a 20-year history in the electronics space uh, in general. Um, I've spent the last five years working for, for Altium, and you mentioned the name Nexar. That is the business unit that I'm a part mm -hmm. of. Um, and, uh, and Altium is really a, a company that's focused on electronic design with our flagship product being Altium Designer, which is printed circuit board design uh, CAD software. Uh, prior to that time, I spent, uh, spent about seven years at Aero Electronics in their digital strategy group um, and helped them uh, re really, uh, I think, mature digitally and, and go to market digitally in ways that Aero had not prior to then. And, and before that, I, uh, I spent time at Flex, um, formerly Flextronics when I was there. Um, and, and I was in a global supply chain role and uh, was responsible for customers like uh, Juniper Networks and Hewlett Packard at that time. So, uh, okay. so I, I like to say I've seen the industry from a few different perspectives, and it kind of drives the uh, you know the direction that we're taking our products at the company I'm at today. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I think that that background's really interesting. And when you look back to those days where you were at Flex and Flextronics working in supply chain, you probably went to a dinner party and said you were in supply chain, and people said, "What's that?" Um, yeah. it's, it's funny you, you mentioned that. dinner party and yeah they're asking yeah. what the hell's going on in this yeah I, I think uh, I think my career in supply chain goes back far enough that it predates even the terminology supply chain I think it was called uh, purchasing when I first joined yeah. my uh, my first uh, organization that was focused on supply chain um, but I think that uh, the, the evolution of supply chain over the last two and a half three decades has been something to behold it's uh it's become just a strategic element to every organization that takes themselves seriously. And, uh, and it's a great way to, uh, to, to manage your operation uh, and yeah. to, to really get uh, strategic about how you approach supply chain. Yeah, and it's absolutely a value add for those companies that are involved in, um, in facilitating the supply chains of the major brands. And when you look at the contract manufacturer that you mentioned, but all their competitors, it's absolutely a key part of their business. So that, that kind of brings us on to, um, to the, the report you're producing called Eddie. Tell me a bit about the Nexar group and, and a little bit about the, um, the, the monthly report that comes out. Yeah, yeah, I appreciate the opportunity here to, uh, to, to talk to the audience about this. Uh, so, so Altium in general really sits at an interesting intersection of the electronic space. I, I mentioned um, the parent company and our flagship product being printed, soft, printed circuit board software. Um, and, uh, and obviously there's a very unique and, and highly concentrated audience of designers and, and engineers that use that tool. Um, and in another part of our business, this Nexar business unit, we have uh, businesses like Octopart, which is a search engine for electronic components. Mm. Um, we have, uh, um, as a piece of that, is, is also our cloud product called uh, Ultium 365, which is, is, is intended to bring together what we view as disparate domains and audiences, uh, those being the, the domains of design, of supply chain, and manufacturing and trying to bring those into, into one space. Um, and so 
So when I said when I say we sit at an interesting intersection of the industry, we have millions of users every mm. month that are interacting on our platforms with with part information, and 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 those users span everything from again those designers and front end engineers to uh, to everything like procurement professionals and supply chain professionals. Um, and everything in between with industry insiders being a part of that as well. And, uh, and, and so those interactions that we have on our website, the searches, the data sheet downloads, the, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, the bills and materials that get uploaded mm. into our platforms, um, those all are, are, are signs of intent from a variety of stakeholders in the industry. And, and, and those, th those signs of intent, we're pulling together to form unique insights that we can then take back to the industry to provide trend line information, time mm. series information about the availability of componentry and the interest that there is in componentry as well too. And, and that's where the idea for, you've mentioned it a couple of times now, uh, the EDDI, which uh, stands for our Electronic Design to Delivery Index. Um, mm. that, that's where that uh, the idea and concept behind that spawned out of this this desire to, to, to use some of this intelligence that we get and bring it back to the, to our audiences. Yeah, and it makes perfect sense. I mean, it's great. It's great data. It's great insight. We've never been more, I guess, concerned about what's going on in the supply chain, but also starved of starved of information. So someone who, who has that, that data at their fingertips, it absolutely makes sense to, um, to convert that into a report and and deliver it back. How difficult was it to kind of formulate the report and to actually scrub the data and to make it actually make sense rather than just be, you know, a huge, um, you know, a huge pool of just numbers? Sure, sure. It's uh, I think the short answer is just very hard. Uh, um, and 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 part of what it takes is. We've been we've been at, at, at collecting information on the electronic space. And that's again, that's the inventory that's available in the market. That's how it's priced. That's what is being searched for and what is being designed in new products. This data goes back to more than ten years. Mm -hmm. um, what becomes challenging is how do you take all these disparate data sets and bring them together and normalize them to, into one. And uh, I, I think that anybody that's worked with data problems in this industry understands that the, the part number nomenclatures, the naming conventions for suppliers, challenges like that are ones that, uh, that, that we do extremely well. We attack those mm -hmm. extremely well. And, we've, uh, and that, that's part of the value of, of, of some of the analytics coming out of our, our Nexar business unit. And, uh, and specifically that this, this EDDI, or, or, or we affectionately refer to it as the Yeti internally, but, yeah. uh, um, but it's, it's, it's really, um, it, it's years of information that's completely normalized into, into a couple of different signals to give, uh, to give uh, industry stakeholders of all kinds a sense for, uh, for what trends they can expect uh, yeah. uh, to see over in the coming months. Yeah, and for that to be used as, as insight and to inform their decisions, so they can they can make the right choices. They're not saddling themselves with a a choice that is going to is going to cause them problems in the future. So that's hugely valuable. When we when we look at the um, subscribers, and I know you've already passed the the thousand subscriber number. Congratulations on that, and I'm sure that's Thank going you. to grow and grow. 
who are the state who are the who are the stakeholders who are the typical users of the of the data so this has proven to be very popular amongst OEMs of all sorts mm -hmm. um, and also contract manufacturing we have um, a number of stakeholders that are in the, the selling arm of, of electronic componentry so both distribution and direct selling uh, and then also on the design side as well too so these are data sets that are, are proving to, uh, to be valuable in a variety of workflows throughout the industry. Um, and uh, um, I, I couldn't be more happy with the distribution that we're seeing of adoption at this point in time. Um, and I think there, there are probably some use cases out there that, that we didn't think of when we were developing this product that, that it's now being used for. Yeah, and when you talk about use cases, you know, it's interesting. You were at the at the show in Vegas last week, talking to all That's kinds correct. of different stakeholders. I guess talking to some some subscribers. I'm sure people had some ideas on on what you could add to the report and and different ways they would be using the report. What kind of feedback were you getting? Uh, you know, the, the feedback that we got was overwhelmingly positive. Um, mm -hmm. um, I, I think that you kind of pointed to this earlier in the conversation, which is there's this interesting. Um, there, there's this interesting uh, paradox that we're in right now, which is we, we've never had more information from which to make decisions, mm -hmm. but we still find ourselves in the worst supply chain crisis that we've ever experienced. Yeah. So clearly the tools that are at our disposal right now are not solving our problems. Um, and, uh, and so there needs to be an evolution of those. And, and, and we think what we're doing is kind of Really, at the at the heart of that uh, at that spirit at the spirit of doing that, um, but but some of the feedback specifically that we got is is there we have inside of the report in both the the demand signal that's there and the supply signal that's there, the the the, the report that we publish on a monthly basis has nine high level categories that break mm -hmm. down into about twenty subcategories, and what we found is there's interest to go deeper. And yeah. there, there are many businesses that don't want to only see connectors as a high level category. They want to understand the connectors that are important to their business, be it RF connectors or circular connectors or, or, or any variety of connector. They, they want to see this information in greater detail and broken down. And the good news is this, is that we have about 300 subcategories under, the, under yeah. the, the, what we're already publishing. So that data is available and we're already beginning to work with partners on, on how to deliver that to satisfy their requirements. Okay. And what about the insight from a point of view of say, I'm a component distributor and I'm, I'm kind of trying to gauge what's going to be coming down the track, what, what my expectation should be, what people are designing in. Is that data I can use in that scenario as well? Absolutely. Uh, you know, one, one thing that I've learned about being in this industry for, for the duration that I have is if there's anything we're, we're pretty bad at, it's soft landings. Um, um, I think there, there's a number of people in this industry, regardless of, of where they sit, whether it's an EMS or, or whether it's in the distribution of components, are, are worried about what does the fallout look like on the tail end of this. Um, and uh, I, I'm sure that Everybody's looking forward to the, to the easing of some of the supply chain constraints that we've seen, uh, but they're also concerned about what is what is the next phase of this look like? Is the pendulum going to swing too far in the other direction and, and cause problems in, in other sectors of, uh, of, of the electronic component space? So I think what uh, 
what the Eddie report does is really is it provides this 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 real time look at what are the supply trends and and what are the what are the uh, what are the demand trends and when when we look at those demand trends it's really about it's it's really looking at how difficult is it to source products right now what sort of competition are are, are individual companies going to come up against when they're trying to source these components right now? And what is the intensity of that, uh, of that search activity look like? Mm. And, uh, and, and to me, search is the leading edge indicator of, of part demand. It is, it is something that we can rely on to be uh, in some ways predictive of, of what we can expect next. So, so, so for us, we feel like we've, uh, we, we're really unearthing something that is, that is, is critical to future decision making and and is 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 the you know, I, I think the, the free state of the predictive analytics that uh, that we're developing in our business unit. Yeah, and you 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 said earlier that that people were saying, okay, well, you know, within that category, we'd like more categories, and even within those categories, we'd like more categories. Is there the option of getting something that's quite customized? You know, in simple terms, if I'm a if I'm a product company, I'm just working in the IoT space, for example, I just want to see what's going on with the IoT devices and those chipsets and those particular um, interface devices or those particular um, connectors. Is there the possibility to say, hey, you know, just tell me what's going on with my bill of materials? Yeah, so so uh, a, a couple of things that I want to highlight here that, that I think are important is, is uh, the, the Eddy report we've been talking about is free. You know, there, there's no cost. You can subscribe to it uh, at our website, and it'll it'll come to you on a monthly basis. Um, there there is more granular detail, as we talked about, um, that that has the same uh, signals that we've been referring to and demand and supply, um, <clears throat> and uh, and that is cer certainly something that we will work with individual entities on bespoke reporting that's that's specific to their category requirements and what they'd like to see. But I think the beauty and a lot of what we do is we understand this at a much more granular level as well too. Mm. We understand this down to the part number level. So that if there are individual entities that, uh, that want to understand their specific bill of material, not the categories in which they operate in, but their specific part numbers that are of concern to them, that is something as well that we get into. And, and that gets into a suite of products that we call supply chain resilience tools. Um, mm -hmm. And, uh, but, but absolutely, we, we like to, you know, the, the Eddie is the highest level of, of, yeah. of, uh, of reporting that we do, and we can get significantly more granular. Yeah. And when you say, um, when you say that data is available and those demand signals are available, are they available to those people that want more detail um, in a regular report or are they available in more of a, you know, more of a dynamic real-time indicator? Yeah, so I, it, it, both are true. So, so we do okay. have it uh, in, in kind of the, this, this, this ability to be consumed on a monthly cadence. Mm -hmm. um, where at the end of the month, we roll everything up and we, we, we present that um, uh, uh, several days after the month ends. Um, or this is also something where it can be a re real-time analysis, yeah. where, where businesses that need to understand the specific risks they may be incurring um, today, they can, they can go and evaluate their individual bill of material today as well, yeah. too. So, okay. so it's, it, I think there's a lot of flexibility mm. here. 
that 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 uh, can 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 find its way into a variety of workflows in the industry, yeah. um, depending on how an individual company wants to leverage this data. Yeah, no, I absolutely see that. You know, I see the value for report when you've got, you know, you've got meetings and you want to see what that trend line is. But I also see huge value in the kind of notifications and, and alerts you might need when when something's happening that's going to indicate um, an impact on you. And if that happens on day 31 in a 30 day cycle, you're not going to hear about it for the next 29 days. You you want a heads up as soon as you can get it. Dan, I'm going to ask you one more question. I almost feel bad for asking. You're not just a data guy. You're a supply chain guy. Yeah. You've been looking at all this data. Um, has it surprised you how bad it is? And what's your view on how long this is going to go? Uh, I'm I'm, uh, I'm I'm forever the optimist, Philip. So, uh, uh, but but I have to say right now, like I, I think being in the in the business of predicting what's going to happen next year is not an envious position to be in. Um, it, it's it's extremely challenging. Um, I, I think every time we get close to, as an, as an industry-wide, if we, we get close to rebounding and, and, and starting to see the light at the end of the tunnel, um, we've had uh, relapses with regions yeah. that have been challenged with COVID, um, and, and we've had issues with raw materials, uh, mm. transportation's been impacted. So um, it, it's not as simple as some of the supply chain disruptions we've seen in the past around raw materials, where, again, uh, the opening of mines or or the resupply of uh, of raw materials eases that burden. Um, you know the, the the feedback that I that I'm hearing from our partner network is that they expect this the current conditions to be pretty much what they are through the end of this calendar year. Um, and uh, and I, I tend to agree with that from what we're seeing right now. We're seeing. Um, some pretty intense uh, sourcing activity that's happening inside of um, semiconductor products of all kinds still. Um, and we're seeing extremely scarce inventory levels. And I think that's going to continue to drive a lot of the, uh, you know, it's going to drive a lot of the, uh, the, the inability to, uh, for companies to, to mitigate their risk and to recognize mm. the revenue in a predictable fashion. Um, yeah. So, 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 I think we can we can look forward to, to current conditions for probably another six to nine months. Yeah, and and ongoing challenging challenging times. I I definitely advocate the the idea of designing for disruption. You know, it's like every time we feel like we get to the end of one disruption, another wave hits us before we've even uh, we've even caught our breath. So I I'm I'm kind of wondering if companies are starting to rethink. And I know people are talking to their supply chain partners about about new operational modes and kind of glass pipelines so they've got a bit more visibility so i think i think that's important it's great if we can learn from these some of these disruptions the bottom line is if you're going to learn you need a lot of data to do that and um, you guys are doing a great job providing that so thank you so much for doing that thanks so much for your time today i really appreciate talking to you and um, all the best going forward we'll keep talking Thanks, Phil. Appreciate it.